welcome to episode two of the Go Get Em Agility podcast. I'm your host, Margaret Hughes, with my daughter, Emma Hughes. Hi, everybody. Today, we are talking about pre-run routines, uh, what you do before you go into the ring with your dog at a trial, or what do you do before your practice if you're in a group class and you're waiting your turn to run? Do you have a pre-run routine? So I often have my students asking me, uh, you know, when do I go to the gate? When, when, how do I get ready for a trial? And one of the big things for me is that I have a kind of a set a scenario that I do with, um, with my dogs before I actually take them into the run. And it all starts with the walkthrough. So when, when I, when the course has been set and I'm allowed to go walk the course, um, as the course is being built during that time, I will go and potty my dog. So the course is being built. Um, I'll go and potty my dog and then I'll go stand ringside and wait for the course builders to finish so that I can immediately go in and, and, walk the course. Once the course has been, I've, I've walked the course, then I immediately go back out to my dog and I offer them water. I offer them uh, water and then a chance to, to potty. But as I'm uh, walking them on their potty walk, I walk by the exit gate where I know that we're going to come out of the ring and I put a pile of treats down at that exit gate. And then I walk my dog on their potty walk back to the start, the start gate. So where we're going to enter the, the trial. And sometimes it's on opposite sides of the building. Sometimes it's on the same side, but I will always make sure that I have treats ready for my dog um, at the exit. And as I'm going back to the start line, if I happen to be passing by my car again, I will offer my dog more water. Um, so knowing that I've got my dog pottied, either pee or poo, knowing, knowing which, which one uh, they're in line for, and they've had plenty of time to get a drink of water and then give a little burp. <laughs> so sometimes they'll, they'll burp up a little bit of water. So I want to make sure that, that they're not ingesting water and then immediately running. Um, so that that's, is a dotty thing. That is <laughs> she a dotty thing. She coughs up a lot of water sometimes if she runs so too hard. <laughs> that is definitely how I start my routine of, of my pre-run ritual. Um, and I will do that not only for a trial, but also for practice. What... Is, is there something, Emma, that you do with, um, with Dot or with um, Millie, your retired dog, Millie, when you're waiting ringside? So you're standing in line, four or five dogs to go before you enter the ring. Do you have a routine? I do. Um, I like to feed them if I'm allowed to. I know sometimes um, some people, I think bigger events, sometimes they don't like you feeding your dog beforehand, but I've never been told off about it. So I just do it. Um, I'll feed them beforehand. Um, Dottie has this cute little trick where she will put her front two feet on my legs. Um, I'll stick my left leg out and she'll put her feet up and I just feed her. Um, there are a few issues with that just because, uh, especially when I was younger, when I was, you know, six, seven, eight, I didn't really know, you know, 
I had I didn't have good time management skills and so I would either feed her you know too many treats and then I wouldn't have any when I got to the gate or I'd bring too many treats and so then I'd have these big handfuls of treats right before I'm about to go into the ring um but you learn you learn as you know you continue that that routine um I've actually gotten really good at it and I can um I can look at dogs that I know how long they're going to take in the ring um people that I know that are in front of me and I can tell how many treats I'll need and I will you know, bring that amount. Um, yeah. And I'll, I'll I, have a stash that's close by that yeah, if I, that you know, well. there's delay of start because, you know, something happened with the A-frame yeah. or, um, yeah. and I'll be able to get back to another treat waiting in the sidelines. Yeah. And you're about uh, to step out of line, you know, you can go in and out as long as you're not, you know, running around too much. Right. Now, interestingly with uh, my dog, Jinx, who's a border collie, he had, especially early on in his um, agility career, he had some dog-to-dog uh, -dog stuff. We had to keep a uh, close watch on how close he got to certain dogs um, as he would, you know, just kind of get triggered by them or they would get too close and um, just didn't want to interrupt the connection that we had. And so I would actually stay outside of uh, the building up until the dog in front of me went in and then I would step up to the gate. Um, and so I always let the gate steward know, yes, we're here, but we're outside. I'm watching, I'm paying attention to who I'm after. And so that start line routine always involved being away from all the other competitors if possible. Um, and so he was definitely had to keep his nose facing me and triggering, um, uh, uh, focusing on me rather than triggering on the other dogs. And I, I know that you ran him as well. Um, and every once in a while you, you be like, uh, I need my space and he needs his space, right? Poor kid. Step out <laughs> yeah. As well. Um, and it's okay. You know, if that routine changes, cause I know now, um, Jinx, he can sit in line for forever and right. he's fine now right so it's okay if your routine changes um mine with dot and millie has not um probably because i'm a little bit too worried um that if i didn't bring treats i don't know how they would react um and i don't really want to waste a run on that at least not yet um maybe one day i will find out what will happen if i don't bring treats before a run with dotty um did you experiment did you experiment no. with dotty and um, figuring out what worked for her or did you just figure something out right off the bat um I can't really remember I really don't remember a lot of pre-run stuff that's not really one of my big focuses um to be honest I do yeah I kind of just knew Dottie's always been really really good she's a good girl so I kind of knew that she I wouldn't need to keep her attention too much because she's good like that I experimented with uh, my now past uh Sheltie Tia um, I experimented with her early on and now this dog would bark. I mean, you could, you knew where I was in the building by this dog barking. And one of the, I, I experimented between allowing her to bark and allowing her to get worked up and excited. Um, and I found out very quickly that Boy, did it bother the other people around me. Um, I, got some of, <laughs> I got some of the uh, nastiest looks um, when she was in full barking mode. 
Um, and now for my run, she didn't care. I could let her bark and figure out, you know, get, get amped, get excited, allow her to bark. And then she'd step to the line and she'd run very nicely with me. Um, so then I, because I was bothering the other competitors, um, I experimented with keeping her quiet by constantly reinforcing her um, at me and, and reinforcing her by focusing on me as opposed to barking. And she handled that just as well. Um, so experimenting, it was more for, am I bothering the competitors? But either way, she didn't care if I didn't feed her and allowed her to bark or I did feed her and kept her a little more focused. She was good both directions in the ring. Um, I kind of had the same thing with Millie um, well into our agility career. I think Millie was ooh, 10 and uh, I, I didn't really notice her barking, I guess, because I live with her. Right. So I don't really never really noticed it. And I remember I was standing in line. Um, I didn't have any treats. Millie was fine. Millie was barking. She likes to bark at the other the dogs running and nobody had ever said anything about it before ever. And I remember the person in front of me turned around and said, Emma, you got to stop her barking. And I remember being like, oh, gosh, does she bark? And I re and I realized, yeah, she does. And so sometimes those comments, you're like, OK, that kind of kind of hurt a little bit. But I after that, Millie, Millie got fed a ton. Um, and Dottie, I don't know if Dottie would bark. I've never tried it. Um, Dottie always gets fed. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, is there anything so um, forget the dogs? They're doing fine. Um, you don't have to focus on them. Is there anything that you do mentally to pre to, to get yourself ready for um, entering the ring? Um, one of the things that I do is as I'm standing there, I'll just refresh myself on which way the course is going. Um, so I won't necessarily pay attention to the person in the ring because I don't actually know if they're running it correctly, um, but I will rework it in my head of what not only where I'm going, but also my handling moves. So um, do you have anything that you do for you? This is gonna be a very embarrassing answer uh, for me as a seasoned, I'd like to say seasoned, I don't know, 14 years. Every single trial for 14 years, hours of my life waiting at the beginning of rings, I get so nervous that my entire mind goes blank. Every single trial, 14 years later, I get so nervous. I actually get so nervous that I actually have to go to the bathroom beforehand because um, otherwise, like, I can feel like myself needing to go I to the bathroom. I do as well. Yeah, and I get so, so nervous. And so I actually don't go through the course or anything. I just sit there and um, I do a lot of, I, I fidget a lot with my hands when I'm nervous. And so I think with feeding Dottie, that's something to do with my hands. And so that's okay. And I just kind of stare ahead and I just move up the line. Um, and there's nothing going on in my head. Absolutely nothing. Just complete. So you don't look at, you don't look at nope. the course and rework nope. the course. I'm so nervous all the time. And like that, that line, that lineup of five dogs the entire time. I'm like, Oh God. Oh my God. So you don't, uh, do you, do you, uh, when you get to, into the ring, when you walk into the ring, are the nerves still there or do they? Just no, everything goes dark. It's kind of weird. I don't see the crowd. I don't hear the crowd. Um, I can hear Dottie growling at me. Um, but other than that, yeah. As soon as I hand my leash off to the leash runner and I say, thank you, I always make sure thank you is kind of like the start word of the run. So every time I say thank you, it's like, okay, now you're running. Nice. And then all the nerves go away. It's kind of weird. Um, but every single time I get so so nervous. One thing that I do when, so 
I was just said this a competitor the other day. I'm like, I still have that that guttural feeling as I'm standing there, like, gosh, I want this to go well. And those nerves do hit me. Uh, so there are a couple of things that I have done. Uh, number one is I will do math in my head. So I'll do, you know, four plus four is eight. And the answer doesn't have to be right. I just start throwing numbers out there. And maybe that's one of the reasons that I count the course again. So I'll go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 10. Um, so I'll, I'll do the course in my head, counting the numbers as I go. And so that may be one math thing to put me into a logical state as opposed to an emotional state. So I'll, I'll do math in my head. The other thing that I'll do, and I, I almost always do this out in the parking lot. I don't do this in front of other competitors because I think it might look weird, um, but I smile really hard for 30 seconds. So I force myself to smile and get those happy endorphins going to, regardless of what goes down in the ring, my brain is triggered to think happy thoughts, or at least I think it does. <laughs> I've been told it does. Um, so those are two things. I'll either do math to keep me logical, or I will do 30 seconds of smiling to trigger those happy endorphins. Um, but the nervous feeling never goes away. Yeah, uh, at least not for me. No. Um, I do, I have heard from some, um, I, I think there's a few top competitors that have said, yeah, I don't get nervous anymore. And I remember being young and thinking, oh, I'll get to that one day, I'll get to that. And I told my coach one day and she's like, it's okay, it's okay to be nervous. Just don't let it take over. And ever mm. since then, that was about five years ago, I think. And ever since then, I've been okay with being nervous. I think it makes me more aware. Um, I found that I tend to leave earlier when I'm nervous. And so I can get blind crosses and I can, you know, get, get ahead of thought. And so I think it's okay to be nervous. Um, yeah. And I think it's okay to be chill too. You know, if you don't feel nervous at all, that's good right. too. Right. Yeah, I, 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 absolutely. And but, I think yeah. that if you are nervous, well, even if you're not nervous, even if you're, you're chill as you say, <laughs> I don't know if that's the word, but you know, no, it's, a, it's a great word. Even if, so if you're nervous or you're chill, if something goes wrong, don't beat yourself up about it. So this is, this is an important thing taken right from a, a Ted Lasso be the goldfish, right? <laughs> the happiest wrong. animal in the world, Ted. I know he was talking to Sam, wasn't he? He's like, Sam That's, was the happiest animal in the yeah. world. Be a goldfish. Something goes wrong in your ring. Three seconds, it's over. Keep going. Yeah. And that most definitely is part of my end of game ritual is the minute I walk out of the ring, I may think about what went down, but I definitely don't dwell on it. Um, I'll maybe go back and rewatch a video to see what happened, but I, I, I am a goldfish through and through when it comes to bad runs. I think that's something I still need to teach myself um, just a little bit because I, I do tend to, uh, I'll put, I won't, I don't say put everything on the line, but um, sometimes I'll do some things in my runs that I've been practicing. And if she doesn't get it in practice, I'm like, oh, really doc, come on. But there is always the number one golden rule is don't let the dog know they messed up. Yeah. Right. And so I'll just like sit there <laughs> in the practice ring. I'm like, oh man, why didn't we get that? Why didn't we get that? And Dottie is having the time of her life. 
chasing after a bird and i'm like sat there like oh man and dottie's just could not could not know she does not know she doesn't care she's like cool we just ran yeah. and so it's always don't let the dog know so it's good to be a goldfish on when things don't quite go right yeah but, I, I need to but, practice that i really do but do not be a goldfish when it comes to have you pooped your dog <laughs> prior to going in the ring those pre-run routines get in the habit of it even if your dog potty 40 minutes ago offer them the chance to go potty before going in the ring every single time and after your run offer it again yeah because I've been doing a little bit of calculations on pottying and pooping of uh, dot. Um, I've calculated the last two trials that I've been at. And every single time I offered her the chance to go potty, she did. Uh, so she pottied seven. That's uh, a lot. <laughs> what, no, she pottied seven out of eight offers. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, and then she pooped. I offered her specifically for pooping. I, she, I offered her three tries. She pooped four times in that. See, when I did think she was going to poop. I don't pooped. know. I don't know about that one. It might be, I think Dottie's like playing a prank on you or something. I don't know. Last two trials. I, I'm going to start actually writing this down. Yeah, we have to, we have to think about that a little bit more. I know that exercise stimulates the bladder. I know that sleeping stimulates the bladder um, as does eating and all three of those things are happening at a trial yeah and do remember if your dog does go in the ring it's not the end of the world um it just happened to you oh, oh yes it has but to be fair poor jinx had diarrhea um, and the judge said to me I remember the judge said you're not a real competitor unless your dog's pooped in the ring there you which go. you know that's debatable but um I it's I think the embarrassment alone will be enough to uh, stop anybody from ever wanting to poop in the ring. Um, but if it does happen, it's not the end of the world. I mean, they're not going to like yell at you or anything. They'll just be like, oh, man, you know, they'll get some kid like me. True. To but but the area. Here's, the, here's the real downside to pooping and peeing in the ring. This is the and as a trainer, as a as a coach it really goes through me is it is a domino effect mm -hmm. if one yes, dog pees sure. or one dog poops every dog for the next three hours is yeah, to yeah especially the dogs that mark. area um, yeah. especially pee poop you can get up pretty dang good but pee you're not going to get all that dirt out uh, and so peeing is by far offer your dogs the chance to pee the second you get to class the mm -hmm. second you get to a trial before you go in for your run in practice or in a trial and then again after take them yeah. for a walk tell them they're awesome let them go potty mm -hmm. i agree right. with that one i'll get off my pedestal now that's <laughs> <laughs> part of on. my pre-run routine is yeah your dog potty your dog yeah all right and yeah just remember if it's a complete accident you know not a lot you can do absolutely but, uh, if you offer uh, and, and right. I offered Jinx that one time. He went and then he went again in the ring. Yes. Maybe he just have like there are there's a pattern. Accidents. I'm sensing a pattern here of a lot of a lot of pooping in the Hughes family. There are <laughs> always accidents. But that the, the answer when I ask somebody, have you potty your dog? And the answer is, oh yeah, I gave him a, a, a shot before we came to class, before you drove to class, and then you didn't <laughs> offer him again. 
try again. Go back out in the parking lot, get your dog partied. Yeah, especially uh, especially newer dogs. Like Millie, Millie never, never went. Dottie hasn't either, actually. Because um, they're, they're focused enough, I think, on agility that they can do 30 more seconds, right, without having to go. Right, but they know the game. Newer, yeah, if you've got a newer dog, you know, it doesn't know that much. And they're like, oh. And they're not used you know. to being off leash in the second you let them off leash. <laughs> right, body. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a problem. That that definitely needs to be trained into the routine of agility is getting off leash does not equal go potty. <laughs> All right. Um, any last comments on your pre-run routine? I don't think so. Um, all I really have to say is if you don't have one, that's okay. Um, and if you do, that's great. Um, I know that I specifically... Sometimes um, I won't have a pre-run routine just so I don't psych myself out if I can't get to it. You know, if you want to walk around the parking lot like five times and you don't get to do that, you don't psych yourself out. Um, just always poop, always water and uh, feed. Warm, if you warm need your to. puppy up to the best of your ability. Yes. All right. Well, this is Go Get a Agility podcast. Emma, I appreciate you joining me once again. Yeah. And happy training. Woof, woof. Woof, woof. <laughs> <laughs>